Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you. Hello, welcome to episode 38 of 15 Minutes of Genius. I am your kind of amazing host, Alex Baer, CEO and founder of Genius Juice. The logo here, head over here, head down here, that way, bottles right there. It's all genius. So super excited for our guest today. And just to take a little step back, what is the show all about? It's about bringing on amazing entrepreneurs with amazing products and also great stories and talking about how they started in the CPG space. We also bring on advisors. We bring on investors. We bring on you know, legends that have been in the beverage or food space for many, many, many years. So uh, yeah, we are uh, posting these on LinkedIn every Tuesday and every Friday. So um, let's roll in. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, I forgot. My big plug, Mark Nicholas, Mark N, at ManhattanBeachStudios.net. There he is. And that's with his Happy Moose Juice. Looks like he is loving it. It's keeping him energized. It's like right off uh, an orange tree, right? Cheers to that. So our guest, Happy Moose Juice, CEO, founder, Ryan Armistead. I think I pronounced your last name right. I keep on messing that up. Little bio on the company. Happy Moose's mission is to craft the world's freshest juices and to inspire happiness in anyone we come into contact with. We achieve our mission through our brand promise, which is four things. Our juices are made from heirloom produce grown by independent family farms. I can definitely taste it in the product. The product's amazing. Each piece is tree ripened for maximum flavor, freshness, and nutrient density. Then it's hand-picked and pressed within three days of harvest. Sounds like Genius Juice's mission <laughs> with, it, with coconuts. And it's bottled in 100% post-consumer recycled bottles. couple other things, utilizing upcycled produce to help fight food waste and climate change. Love that. Donated 8,000 bottles of juice to the unhoused community in San Francisco during COVID through a program called Juice for Joy and gave 10,000 bottles to the frontline workers when the pandemic hit. Ryan, how you doing, my man? I'm glad. I'm, I'm good and glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I pronounced your last name right. Please tell me. You nailed it. Awesome. Okay. Thank God. I screwed up my, my, the last episode with uh, Greg Fleischman, I, uh, the co-founder of, um, he's a co-founder of Foodsters, but I messed up his other co-founder's name, Galit. But to my defense, her name is not an everyday name. So that's my cop out for that one. So uh, you're in the plaid, kind of the winter attire there. Very cool. Very cool. And you are in, uh, by the way, what, what city are you in right now? I'm actually in Berkeley, just across the uh, Bay Bridge from our headquarters in San Francisco. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining us. Let's roll right into it. Um, product, amazing. You guys have had Thank definitely you. a different kind of approach from other juice companies, right? Like you didn't just like go right into like, you know, Target or like, you know, Sprouts. Like you're actually focusing more on other areas. Tell us more about your strategy with this product. And I want to get into the story too, but I think my first question, what is your distribution strategy? Where are you now? And what would you like to do in 2021? And then to add on top of that, tell us about your brand story and product, any order that you want. For sure. I guess I'll start with the first question. So um, obviously distribution and sales have 
evolved somewhat, especially over the past year. But originally, um, we launched as a juice bar and actually a pop-up juice bar that was uh, inside of a restaurant that was only open for dinner. So we started selling juice um, from this really badass, beautiful um, cocktail bar in San Francisco um, during the day while they were closed. And we did that for about three years. Um, And yeah, we just kept doing it because we were selling enough juice to like pay the bills and keep things going, but just enough or not quite enough to pay ourselves well. So, um, you know, we had the startup hustle going for the first three, four years. I mean, we still got it going, but um, yeah, things have changed a lot since we uh, transitioned to our wholesale model. Um, So we were what I like to call juice legging for a little while selling uh, raw fresh juice to uh, some wholesale accounts. And that's kind of how we just like validated our wholesale model. And that kind of bridged things to where we had enough um, wholesale business to create a process product and work with a manufacturing partner. So that was um, a blessing in disguise, even though we got in trouble for it. <laughs> so um, definitely part of our story. Um, and yeah, then we uh, pivoted or transitioned to selling to a lot of food service places, cafes and coffee shops are big up here. Um, and obviously a big part of like the food uh, and food lifestyle scenes. So um, really going after like, uh, you know, the all the cool coffee shops, cool bakeries, um, cafes, restaurants, hotels, things like that. Um, Pete's Coffee was like one of our first I'd say like chain accounts that we landed um so big ups to Pete's they're still a customer of ours COVID's obviously been a little challenging for that but um yeah and then once the pandemic hit um and a lot of the offices that we were catering to or restaurants hotels those things started closing down we quickly realized that we needed to um, transition our sales focus too. So we just started selling. Um, we already had some really good e-com partnerships in place. People like Good Eggs, Sun Basket, uh, Farmstead, um, among some others. Um, and then also uh, we're selling at enough uh, retail grocery accounts, natural independent groceries uh, here in the Bay Area. Um, and then along with some um, other food service type of accounts down in Southern California. So uh, this year we've definitely transitioned to selling a little bit more to like your traditional um, organic natural groceries. Some of the chains um, Safeway is a customer that we launched with a few months ago, which, you know, um, but yeah, so it just naturally evolved. And now we're mostly focused on like e-com and getting our own D2C platform going um, with kind of, all the food service stuff that we have going being a compliment as well as like the grocery space. So, um, and then, yeah, just to go back, answer your question fully. Um, one thing I want to, one one thing I want to jump in on, uh, Ryan. So I think it's really, you know, uh, it's a great case study where something was working really well. I mean, to get, and one thing I want to recognize you for is at Pete's, you basically, lack of a better word, dethroned a, like a juggernaut juice company, um, which was Naked, right? Naked was in Pete's, and they were looking for better for you juice, organic, cleaner, less sugar. I thought I think that's amazing where a local brand is able to like punch through, cut through, get to the big these big corporate accounts like Pete's, and uh, take out something that is like in every gas station in America. So huge props like to that. And I think it shows that store, like 
that companies in general are looking for healthier, better for you products. I think that's really exciting and inspiring to any entrepreneur where you don't have to be big to get into a big account these days. It's totally right. Thank you, my good man. Yeah. Hey, credit where credit's due, dude. I mean, uh, <laughs> not only great selling job, but also your juice kind of also sells for you, right? Because it's a great product. So anyway, going back to your answering the second question, I'll flip it back to you about your story. Let's hear it. Yeah, man. So naturally got started. Um, I was actually living in the Presidio in um, like a big 10, per, 10 bedroom house with a bunch of other like artists and young professionals. Um, my roommate and co-founder Phoebe um, at the time, she was like a nutrition scientist and dietitian. And this is like winter 2012. Our whole house came down with like a flu and we were passing it back and forth. And like when I got rid of it, but got it again the next week, I was like, all right, this is terrible and we got to figure this out because we were all sick and the whole dayquil nyquil you know whatever your traditional sort of flu meds would be wasn't working for us so we were looking into like holistic ways to get better um and found juicing and so we just started like making juice in the mornings uh, my friend phoebe and i um sharing it with people in the house um and everybody like got better and was loving it so much that they were like you guys got to keep doing this like keep making juice for us so um we had the time and we did it and then just naturally like, Oh yeah, we should start a juice business because it was like this trending thing at the time. Like back in 2012, everybody was on that, uh, that juice diet. But, um, you know, for us, it was a little different and we saw how like everybody was sort of Uber had this health focus. And for us, we were wanted to be more about like deliciousness, um, and sort of like something that, invoked happiness on another level other than just like tasting good and making you feel good for being healthy. So we wanted to build a brand that, um, you know, kind of inspired that within people and made them feel good and maybe chuckle, smile, laugh, whatever it was, whatever touch point you want to, you know, think about. So, mm -hmm. um, that's really the impetus to what got us started. And, um, yeah. And then the rest, once the, pop-up shop kind of worked and we started wholesaling. It was like, you know, no turning back from there. Um, yeah, we were super bootstrapped. So, you know, it's kind of been like a slow roll, especially in the um, first few years. And now that we're starting to build some momentum with our sales and distribution, we feel like we got something to, um, you know, we've just been improving our story, our messaging and the brand itself along with the product. So we feel pretty good about where we're headed. Cool. And, and the name... Uh, just super quick, where did you get this name from? Um, I mean, I know, you know, I guess you probably have to be a moose lover to call it Happy Moose, but where did the, <laughs> where did, where did the name come from? Why Happy Moose? And also, like, usually you do, I've seen other interviews you've done where usually you start the interview like this, you do that or something, <laughs> like for the moose antlers. I didn't see that, man. There you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah man. Check, it all check that off. That was part of my interview question, the big, the biggest question. Where's the, uh, where's this? So tell us, tell us about like, I think one thing to talk about too, um, is that branding is so crucial, right? We just had Greg Fleischman on, right? With Purely Righteous Brands, um, branding agency in, in San Diego, Solano Beach. And I think, you know, you have to have a brand that is unique, kind of quirky, but also premium looking. And we're really aiming to do that with Genius Juice. And I think, you know, with Happy Moose, it's kind of the same thing, right? The branding is very simple, but it does look like quality. Like there's something in here that's quality, a quality product that, that translates to the consumer, but also like kind of goofy, 
at the same time. And it's like, it's like an extension of the founder, right? Like you're a little goofy, <laughs> quirky, just like me, like, you know, our brand's kind of quirky, but you're also serious about improving people's lives with really healthy, clean products. So anyway, just wanted to make that note. Tell us about the Happy Moose story. Where did the logo come from? Where did the name come from? I, I don't even, I don't even know the answer. So, um, what's the story? Yeah, man. Well, Happy Moose all started with a doobie and a dream. <laughs> a doobie like and, and a dream. <laughs> yeah, no. You got to um, have a doobie to dream. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that's right. They're really good dreams, at least. Um, but yeah, no, Happy Moose, as it, as you know, you say it, it sounds, um, sounds funny. It sounds memorable. The rhyme helps. Um, but the idea behind the Happy Moose was going to be this. Uh, big moose. We kind of drew inspiration from uh, Chiquita Banana. So I always loved how somebody branded a piece of fruit um, and the brand just happened to be really cool. So I love the lady with her little fruit bowl on her head. Um, but Happy Moose was this idea. It was going to be this giant moose. Um, we the, the naming kind of came borrowed from Dr. Seuss. I'm not sure if you guys have seen like The Grinch or read any of the books, but he talks about moose juice and goose juice and all those books. So um, Happy Moose Juice, obviously happiness being like the cornerstone of the brand uh, was so important for him to be happy because um, that's what we were going for. But um, the moose was going to have this big like antler rack full of like produce. So it was going to be like a fruit bowl for his antlers. Right. Um, and when we went to design that, it just didn't quite translate to that small little logo on the bottle. It was really hard to see. So we just tossed a cherry on the end and... Um, yeah, and that and that that kind of did the trick for us. Right on. I think what's really really interesting about the evolution of branding, right? When I see product that's in the store, right, it kind of like they start with like the logo is enormous. It's like half the bottle, right? And I think your previous branding it may have been a little bigger. I think from what I remember, right, the antlers or the moose was like bigger. Yeah, the moose was bigger. Correct. Yeah. So now I think what's important, what I've like learned, right, from getting into large accounts and starting to kind of break into conventional, which is also what Happy Moose is doing with Albertsons and other other stores, is to talk less about ourselves and the brand, right, and more about what it is and what are the benefits for the consumer. And one one thing, the best way to learn from that is walking into a Costco. When I go to a Costco, right, because we launched there, but besides the point, I'm bragging a little bit, but this is about, <laughs> you know, I got to throw that in. But what I notice at Costco is the boxes, the branding, the labels, it, it's in big words like organic tortilla chips or organic blueberry muffins. And then like the logo is like at the top, that's really, really small. So brands are learning that it's less about the brand, even though the brand's important, people have to recognize it and know what the brand is, right? For, for brand loyalty and following, recognizability but what it is and what are the benefits. And I love how like you guys change that, you know, you still have happy moose here, but you talk about down here, what the flavor is, what's in it. You're starting to make that bigger and kind of phasing down the branding, you know? So I think it was a good move. So what is, um, I think we have like a minute or two here, but last question I have. So plans for 2021, okay. With the fact you're going into wholesale, you're going into more stores coffee shops are not as relevant as they were because of the pandemic. Um, what are you, what are you, where are you aiming to go beyond just some of these conventional stores? I know you want to get into whole foods. You want to go into natural. Is that going to be the route for this year? Yeah. I mean, definitely targeting those guys 
as we should be. Um, and then also uh, very focused on building out our own uh, direct to consumer sales platform with a third party logistics partnership on the fulfillment. So that's a, you know, just like any small brand who wants to kind of control their own destiny and own their customer, we're hoping to um, successfully build that out. And then really beyond that, I'm really looking forward to um, some of the brand partnerships that we have going um, those are just some more like the fun work that we get to do and working across categories with other brands and stuff like that. So that's another thing that we are um, dedicating some like time and resources to that I think will produce some fruit both for us and the partners that we're working with. Very cool. Very cool. I think I, I probably asked the same question twice, but it's good to hear about the plans for 2021 and the D2C. Um, I think that's really, really crucial where people are ordering from home now. For any entrepreneurs watching, uh, I mean, Ryan and I talked offline about this for at least about 45 minutes, how to make a brand that is refrigerated and perishable successful online. That is really tough. Um, you know, you know, for us, like, you know, it, it was the easy part was we were on Shark Tank. That was the easy part. The hard part was <laughs> making it economical and profitable. So like, it's really important to look at the economics because you remember with perishable, it has to go two day shipping, right? Two day air, two day ground, ice packs, it's heavy. There's labor, it's very labor intensive. And also Amazon does not fulfill, right? It has to be done by the vendor for refrigerated. So I know you're going down that path right now, Ryan. And um, from what I've gathered, probably the only solution is to raise the prices online because I feel to get a cold pressed organic juice that maybe be it's $5 in the store or $4, it's okay to pay a couple extra bucks for to get it delivered to your door, that convenience. So anyway, it's a struggle that's ongoing for any refrigerated perishable brand, whether it's Rebel, Koya, Harmless. The sales are not super high online with these guys because it's a challenging area to get into. So I really commend you for getting into that. And it really helps market your product across the country, right? Get it to people that don't know it yet, right? And they can guide, yeah. they can get, they can get it online. So, um, so very cool. Last segment we have, which uh, not sure if you're aware of it, brand new. It's called Rapid Fire Questions. Rapid Fire Questions. Did you know this was coming, or complete surprise? Well, I saw the guy that you were talking to for the episode. Oh, he saw the end. (laughs) Complete transparency, yes, but this feels fun. I like this. Cool, cool. That's right, yeah. Whenever we have, we do tapings in a row, so um, there's a guest in the, the, what is it called, on deck, right? You're you're on deck when we were interviewing Greg Fleischman, and so you get to see the last part of the interview, so that's right. Okay. All right, so pretend like you've never heard these before, (laughs) like, do cool. the whole men in black thing, you know, with that thing that like clears your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll just do it right now. Okay, there we go. Boom. Welcome to the show. Rapid fire questions. Here we go. In sync or Backstreet Boys? Um, the Backstreet Boys sing bye bye bye. That's in sync. In sync, then. Yeah, it really shows you that answer. It tells you that they're interchangeable. <laughs> it could be any it could be either one first thing you do when you wake up Ooh, uh smooch my wife there you go that is a great answer my wife is like first thing you do when you wake up do not check your phone 
don't go to the bathroom, kiss me, first thing. So that's that's the first go. time someone's answered that, actually, like kissing their wife. Movie you can watch an unlimited amount of times. I would have to go with um, a goofy movie. Disney, Walt Disney is a goofy movie. Cool. Soundtrack any, is phenomenal. Any, any Disney movie in, uh, in, in the specific? Uh, a goofy movie. Oh, that's the name of the movie. A goofy movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got to see it, man. If you haven't seen it, you can watch it like unlimited. It's that good. Damn. That's the one from like the 90s, right? The cartoon? Yeah, oh, I feel like okay. it's a play on like Michael Jackson's career, but Maximilian, the, you know, goofy son. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying like a goofy movie. Um, I totally, <laughs> right over my head. This is the 15 minutes of mediocre intelligence on my side. Um, song you can listen to an unlimited amount of times. Um, I'm going to go with Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. And of course, the version on Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Favorite sport to watch? It's going to have to be March Madness NCAA basketball. Yeah, that's exciting. Zoom, Microsoft Teams, or Google Meet? Or neither, or none Go of them? Google Meets. Cool. What is your spirit animal? That one's easy. <laughs> yeah, a happy moose. Um, yeah, I would say that or some kind of bird. I don't know. I've got like, let me give you the side profile, like a bit of a beak here. And I'm, I love flying. So I could also go with any variety of the, the birds that can just soar forever. There you go. Yeah, under the radar, right? Uh, the bird under the yeah. radar. And you're right. not a bald eagle. That's me for reasons. That's why I'm wearing a hat. Um, Peanut butter, or actually, no, sorry, window seat or aisle seat on an airplane? Mm, I'm going to have to go aisle seat just because I love to, like, get up and look around, you know, move around the airplane, check everybody out, that sort of thing. <laughs> check everyone out. <laughs> I love it. Peanut butter or almond butter? Peanut butter. I mean, but if it's just peanut butter, yeah, peanut butter is delicious. Sweet. Omnivore, flexitarian, vegetarian, or vegan? Flexitarian. LeBron James or MJ? I'm a North Carolina boy originally, so MJ. Tar Heels. Ginger or turmeric? Ginger. Favorite food or drink if you're stuck on a desert island and, and uh, you cannot mention the obvious? Oh, dude. Well, for me, it's pina colada on an island all day, every day. There's like sustenance. There's, uh, you know, leisure, all of it wrapped into one drink. So, yeah, that's Love me. it. And that, that could be genius juice in there, right? Right there. All right. Dude, so that I would is... uh, I'd pay extra for the genius juice. Hell yeah. yeah. There's no currency on an island, so you get it for free, I guess. So, all right. So that is Rapid Fire Questions with Ryan Armistead. He's the founder of co-founder of Happy Moose Juice, one of the coolest, most awesome cold-pressed organic beverages you can find, any Pete's Coffee, and more stores to come, and Albertsons. So really cool stuff. Uh, Ryan, thank you for joining us. Also, thanks for the care package with all the juices. Me and my wife are enjoying those and the shots as well. You have some uh, wellness shots that are hitting the market now. So um, very cool stuff, and thanks for joining us, and uh, keep on rocking it, man. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. It's been fun, man, and I really appreciate just you in general. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, too. All right. Thank you, dude. <laughs> yeah.
All right. <laughs> Cut <Cool>. him out. <laughs> so uh, we saw most of it. So, all right. So that is, that is episode 38. Again, Ryan Armistead, a co-founder of Happy Moose Juice. Big plug to Mark Nicholas, Mark Studios.net. There's all the information below. By the way, our next guest that we're going to be posting about is going to be Carla at Nelly's Organics. So we're really excited to have her on for our next episode. Again, uh, big plug, Mark N. Mark N. at ManhattanBeatStudios.net, episode 38 in the books. And one last thing, stay happy and genius, my friends. Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you.